Direct from the Broski Nation headquarters in Los Angeles, California, this is the Broski Report with your host, Brittany Broski. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is me, Brittany Broski, the host of the Broski Report starring Brittany Broski. I'm doing laundry, so if you hear my thing squeaking in the background, it's because I knocked it off balance somehow. I don't know how that happens with washing machines. Hey, just wash it, you know? Why are you moving? Why are you moving across the floor? Sometimes it'll knock it off balance and then I have to go with like a wrench and like on the bottom, the little pedestal feet, I need to like raise it up. You don't care, by the way. But every single house I've ever lived in, it's like, what am I doing wrong? This freaking washing machine. I just hit go. I just hit go. And it's <laughs> what I do. So I like go into the laundry room, which is the kitchen, because this house is so old. There's no laundry room. There's just it, they just put it in the kitchen. I was like, oh, sick. And I go in there and it's like halfway across the floor. And I'm like, I'm just a girl. How am I supposed to move this heavy ass washing machine across the fucking floor? Anyway. If you hear that going in the background, that's what's going on, okay? Um, I have a lot to sort of get into today, as always. And I wanted to address some things off the top of the episode. Coming off of the um, emotional roller coaster of the last episode, where I talked about um, needing penis and the traumas the church inflicted upon my psyche as a young woman. Now, both of those, it would be, you you would be amazed if you haven't listened to that episode, how easily I transitioned in between the two. Uh, it's kind of a superpower I have. I can link any, any two topics if you just give me 45 minutes and a microphone. So I wanted to kind of address, actually, no, I'm going to start somewhere else. Royal Court is out, starring Cody Ko. Cody Ko is the special guest of this week. If you have not seen that episode yet, pause this right now. I don't give a fuck if you're driving. Oh, you're going 90 miles an hour down the highway? Take your hands off the wheel. I don't care. Take your hands off the wheel. Pull up Royal Court on your iPhone and watch it. Guys, do you care about me? <laughs> Guys, close your eyes. Veer into oncoming traffic. Whatever you have to do, give me that watch time. <laughs> the top comment has now become on every single video. My hands are off the wheel. My eyes are closed. And I'm listening to the Broski Report. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what if someone who had no idea what those comments were talking about were to like <laughs> read a comment like that? It'd be like, what the fuck is she? Is this like the next Momo challenge? Like, what is this? What is Broski feeding the people where the comments are like, my hands are off the wheel. I'm going 95 miles an hour and I'm ready to die. Huh? <laughs> huh? It's a bit. Anyway, please go up. This episode is, I mean, I've never laughed harder in my life. I love Cody Ko to goddamn death. Until the death of me, I'm Co-Nation. And his son, he's having a son, could cry. I saw this TikTok that was like, um, you know how men think about the Roman Empire all the time? I think about this. And it was literally uh, Cody and Kelsey and Noel and Alina. <laughs> I was like, that's actually so true. That's actually true as fuck. The thing I think about all the time, uh, the, I saw a TikTok and I was like, that is so me. I've never had a unique experience. Chernobyl. <laughs> if y'all don't know anything about Chernobyl... Chernobyl. That's actually going to be one of the most devastating and scary and uh, long-lasting effects of dicking around with nuclear power. 
Okay, the nuclear disaster that happened at Chernobyl, I could give a four-part lecture series on because I watched the TV show. <laughs> me, after Peaky Blinders, I was like, ask me any question about Prohibition. I'll answer it right now. I'll answer it right here, right now. Any question, go for it. Any questions about Winston Churchill, me, after watching World on Fire? I like any questions y'all have, I can absolutely go for that with uh, World War I. Um, anyway, what's the fuck? Chernobyl. The chronicle of events that happened at Chernobyl is such an interesting case study in human error and government cover-up. You want to talk about censorship, bitch? I've talked about censorship so much on, on my art history videos and kind of on this podcast a bit too of like, what does it mean to be able to completely rewrite and erase history and be a filter for what information gets to your citizens and how does that affect their world. It's just such an interesting concept and how propaganda ties into censorship. It's just, wow. Um, if y'all haven't read 1984 and if you haven't read Brave New World, uh, you should, did you not go to high school? And second of all, definitely do like a, a, there's so many video essays on the importance of those sort of books of like, highlighting what an autocratic, um, you know, sort of all encompassing government, how devastating that actually is on its people. Now I'm not applying that to Broski nation because Broski nation, we are an autocracy and I do have absolute control and you do, you know, you can't leave. No one comes in, no one goes out. Um, so that I'm excluding myself because that's actually funny and cool, but when it's in real life, Hey, I'm not fucking with that. Y'all fucking with autocracy. Not really. So Chernobyl, <laughs> Cher, when Cher actually started Chernobyl, it was devastating and it, she really took a hit to her music career. You know, when you have sort of uh, blood on your hands from a nuclear disaster <laughs> to this day, Chernobyl is uninhabited. There are strange growths, nuclear genetic morphings that happened after the power plant blew, you know, once the reactors blew where trees in the surrounding areas, they grow, the branches grow at 90 degree angles. It is the coolest thing. Let's actually look up Chernobyl branches. This happened after Chernobyl. That shit's crazy, dude. Chernobyl's legacy recorded in trees. This is from BBC. How it affected the change in, the, there was a change in the color of the wood. There was a change in the directions the branches grew. Look how gnarled and weird that is. That's crazy. The twisted stems of Scots pines have been attributed to mutations caused by radiation exposure. <laughs> they didn't tell the people who lived in Chernobyl what happened. It was just like, we need to evacuate, you know, get a few, th pack an overnight bag, get out. Well, bitch, they never returned. It literally is a ghost town. It was left exactly as a sort of time capsule of uh, the 80s. You know, I forget which year it happened, 1986, 1987. And uh, to this day, it's uninhabitable. And there were so many pets left behind and the dogs, Chernobyl dogs became sort of a phenomenon of, they were all, just all these stray dogs roaming around in this radioactive waste. It's just such a tragedy. And it's so, so interesting because did we not learn, you know, like f fucking with things like that, that are natural, but so unnatural. And when left in the hands of just humans, you know, I'm not saying that it was any, no one is, um, 
capable or not competent. It's just human error is inevitable. We are human. We are flawed. And so these forces combined, it was just like a, a, the perfect storm. It was just a, a, a tragedy waiting to happen. And I'm just so fascinated by that. And the show they did on it was really, uh, I, I think it was done well. I think it kind of paid homage to the scientists that wanted to get the information out there. Like this happened and we need to take immediate action to, you know, are we burying the reactors? What are we doing to mitigate the radioactive exposure getting out, you know, way farther that we don't know how to control this. This had never happened before to that degree. So the scientists trying to like lobby the government, be like, we need to do this. We need to release this to the people. We need to tell them what happened. And the Russian government being like, not doing that. Hey, I'm going to kill you, by the way. Oh, 100% we're not doing that. 100% we're not going to tell the people what we have just exposed them to and what probably will affect them for generations to come. Ruining bloodlines. The Russian government being like, mm, maybe, what if we didn't? <laughs> what if we didn't? I'm embarrassed. Guys, are you mad at me because I exploded a nuclear reactor because I, <laughs> I was dicking around? Guys... Are you mad at me that I poisoned your bloodline and gave everyone cancer? Literally the Russian government. Crazy. I would really recommend that show, though. I can't remember what it was on. It was just called Chernobyl. It's on Hulu. It's on Amazon Prime. Anyway, that's my that's my Roman Empire. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's this TikTok trend that went around that was like, ask any man in your life how often they think about the Roman Empire. And the majority of answers were like, once or twice a week, if not every day. What the fuck? You're thinking about Julius Caesar every day? You're thinking about a man every day? Gay. <laughs> oh, I think about the Roman Empire. About gay. You're gay. <laughs> you're telling me you're thinking about a man voluntarily one day every once or twice every day? Wow. It was the funniest trend too because some some guys were like, what? But the majority of videos I saw were like, oh, all the time. Crazy. What a crazy thing. For girls, it's the Titanic too. That, the Titanic. And there have been a bunch of different ones that are like, I think about this all of the time. This is my favorite topic. It's just Chernobyl. <laughs> Wild. I also wanted to point out that I have come to a realization about myself that I wanted to kind of uh, bear my soul to you guys and, and share my discovery. Not a single episode has come out. Huh? Not a single episode has come out of this podcast where I talk like a toddler. Not a single episode of this podcast has come out where I have not spoken about a man. I repeatedly and violently fail the Bechtel test. <laughs> On this podcast, I repeatedly, offense after offense, fail the Bechtel test. And I challenged myself today, too. I was like, I'm not going to talk about men. And then what I opened up with, men. Okay, so actually, Cody Ko and also men are gay because they like the Roman Empire. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I don't need to keep talking about Call of Duty cosplayers. You bitches get the fucking memo. You get what I'm what I'm doing here. And if you actually look at my tracks, don't. For anyone watching the YouTube video, don't. If you saw my tracks just now, don't comment on it. I'll have a freak out. 
my hair is so dirty. I'm just like not physically, I'm not looking or feeling the best today for no reason. Okay. Just feeling a little ugly. It happens sometimes. Feel a little uggo. Okay. Not me going uggo mode. Okay. Mustache moment. Uggo mode. Anyone else feel like uggo mode on Wednesday hump day? Don't fucking talk to me until I've had my coffee. That's how I'm feeling today. I can't girl boss without my fucking coffee! So the Call of Duty cosplayers thing is really getting out of control and I just wanted to apologize once again to everyone who's ever thought about or has listened to this podcast because I've gotten myself into a bit of a pickle. And I told myself I wasn't going to talk about this today, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no going back. Last time I talked about hog picks. <laughs> my favorite cosplayer did move forward when sending me a DM (laughs) that he saw the episode. Now, did I know this was coming? Yes. Was it avoidable? Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't have talked about it. I shouldn't have talked about it. I should have kept my discovery of him posting hog pics on Twitter to myself, but I want to share it with my team. Okay, you guys are the team. I had to call an immediate, immediate action. We needed a committee meeting on how to proceed with that information. It's like we were hunting down a terrorist and we got his exact coordinates. That's what it felt like in that moment. When I was in my living room and I saw he was posting hog on Twitter, I said, call the fucking chief of staff. Get them. I don't care. We need to go live. We need to talk about this on national news. A national news blast. A national news blast. Everyone needs to know about this. He's posting tip and hog pics. He's posting ball shaft pics on Twitter. Anyway, he did move forward with sending me a message saying, saw you talking about me on your podcast. And I said, well, (laughs) well, yes. Just how do you, how do you, where do you go from here? What have I done? I need a cosplayer boyfriend so bad. I need to get into boyfriend AI, bitch. (laughs) I need to get into boyfriend AI. I'm going to do a YouTube video on character AI because y'all have been dropping that in my comments all the time on character AI because I read those on, on TikTok because TikTok is doing what Wattpad can't. Oh my God. Actually, I can talk about this for fucking hours and hours and hours. Wattpad, when, do you remember, what? Do you remember in the beginning of Wattpad stories when they would include like, here's a playlist for this song, but they wouldn't actually be able to link a playlist. They would just type out the song names with like a little emoji next to it, like a little star and a squiggle. It would be like, um, uh, the one that got away by the civil wars. And it would be fucking Alex Turner, Arctic Monkeys, X reader. <laughs> and it would be like really sad. They would link all that. They would put... If it was a story with like multiple characters and it wasn't just you and, you know, the object of the, not object, ew, the subject of the fan fiction. If there were other people who played different characters, they would put the cast, you know, like, okay, the best friend Hannah is played by Florence Pugh, like that sort of thing. So they would put the pictures of the actresses and then the songs and then like an aesthetic board. Okay. This is all on Wattpad. They would do it before the chapter opened. On TikTok, you can do all that, but actually, you can put a song 
to it as you're reading it, which is so fucking slay, you can actively read the comments on it, like on what part people are at, because they'll do like screenshot slideshows. So here's, I wish I could pull up an example. I will. Okay, here's one example just because I watched this last night. Okay, and it's on the top of my head. So this is, it's ghost. Okay, fuck you, bitch. It's Call of Duty. Shut up. Okay, so it's a ghost X reader <laughs> fan fiction. They're about to go into a mission where they have to be in business formal. My favorite type of mission, okay? They're getting cleaned up and they're looking, they're like oogling each other. They're oogling and ogling and googling each other. They're <laughs> at each other. <laughs> and so that's the setup here. The sound is this sort of like ambient, you know, like kind of sexy, kind of like what's going on. And then you start off with a picture of Ghost without a mask on, okay, with his tattoos. I can't talk about it. And then it's these, it's text screenshots, either that the creator wrote, like sometimes I'll get ones on my For You page that are like someone wrote this in their notes app or wherever, and they just screenshot it bit by bit. And, and they'll put that like, you know, as a slideshow on TikTok. Or they'll have character AI or what's the other one? Crush on AI, write like an NSFW fan fiction. And then they'll screenshot it and put it on TikTok. And it's everything that was wrong. It's everything that was good about Wattpad, but what Wattpad was missing. And so I'll get these. And my only complaint is that they're short. Like it's still like 30 slides. And I'll get to the 30th slide and I'm like, this is too short. What happens next? And then I'll have to go to their account. And then I'll, it'll be like part eight of the story. <laughs> oh my God. It's what Wattpad wanted to be, but never could be. Wattpad ran. No, Wattpad crawled. So TikTok could walk. So AO3 could run. Okay. And that's kind of the progression there. So this one, and I'm not going to read it out. Actually, maybe I will. No, I'm not. But I'll give you the gist of the story. The gist of the story is um, he ghost walks in the room. So she's getting ready right in front of the mirror. She's like, got this freakum dress on, like short and backless and emerald and long sleeve, but her legs are out. And, and she's like doing her hair up in like a curly pony. And he ghost walks in the room and he goes, head down. <laughs> he goes, head down. And she's like, but I just did my hair. I just curled it and put it in my ponytail. And he said, hair down. And she's like, mask off. <laughs> mask off. And he's like, no, maybe. And then they're flirting back and forth. I need to go to prison. They're flirting back and forth. And then he, she's like, fine. And she takes her hair down and he comes over and like brushes it over her ear to hide her earpiece. Because she's on him. <laughs> Because she's on a mission and you have to hide your fucking inner earpiece. Duh, this is spy 101 shit, okay? Don't let the enemy see your earpiece that you're communicating with your team. That you have air support ready to go if things go south. You cannot let the enemy know, okay? So Ghost comes over and he's like, head down and he and he puts her hair over her ear and like kind of touches her face and he's like much better and she's like oh, I, 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 I. 
And I read this last night and I was like, I think I need to be shot in the fucking head. These are the simplest of scenarios. And I'm laying in my bed, kicking my feet and giggling and blushing. Like as if it happened to me. That is insane behavior. That is quite literally loony bin. Bring back the loony bin. I know some bitches that need to go to the loony bin. I'll be driving the fucking bus, okay? Anyway, this is what Wattpad wanted to be, okay? And now, through the innovation of modern technology, we have achieved what our forefathers only hoped to achieve. The promise that Wattpad gave us has been fulfilled <laughs> by TikTok slideshows! I love them. Okay, what the fuck was I talking about before that? We'll never know. Oh, I'm going to do a video on uh, character AI because I, I see. So these slideshows have kind of been my intro to it of like, I, I can kind of see the prompts maybe that they're giving or whatever, like, but make it sad, make it holy shit. There's some devastating fan fictions on TikTok that people make devastating because so many of the <laughs> So many of the characters that we love are uh, damaged beyond repair, I would argue. Not fixable men. And there is something so hot about that, but so, so, so sad. And so many of the, uh, um, so many of the fan fictions that I see or the stories that I see are about just unrequited, 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 unreciprocated, non-reciprocated love where the woman or whoever like loves ghost so much through his flaws, through everything, through the outbursts, through whatever. And he just, for whatever reason from his own past or his trauma is just incapable of loving her the same way or loving her back at all. I'm sure like he's fond of her or he's fond of the care that she gives him, but also men like that resent women who care for them. Okay, let's fucking talk about that for a second. That's about to piss me off. I know this is sp sprouting from a ghost fanfiction I read, but that's such a real trope, actually, in, like, real life. Broken men. You know, I can fix him. Like, the classic I can fix him trope of, you know, he's just a little damaged. He's just a little whatever. I can mold him into this perfect person that I need him to be. I've been there. Trust and believe. And, uh, hey, it never works, by the way. Or you fix him just enough to where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And then the next girl gets the version of him that you made him into, you know? Someone who's fucking self-sufficient. And you teach him how to do his laundry. And you teach him how to, like, keep a, keep a clean kitchen. And how to do normal chores that his fucking mom didn't teach him and all this. It's like, I made him an adult man, but I don't get to reap the benefits of all that fucking grunt work I put in. The next girl gets to, and good fucking luck, because he's still broken. I just like, that trope is so uh, personally devastating for me of not only like the non-returned love, because it's been there too, and how soul-bearing and soul-crushing that is, to you have made him not only a better man, but just a better person. You've taught him empathy. My ex, I like made him sit down and watch Drag Race with me. Because he was like baseline Texan homophobic, you know, like, don't do that gay shit around me. And I was like, you are not going to be a fixture in my life speaking like that, thinking like that. Fucking fix it. 
or like we're done. So I sat him down and I was like, you're going to watch an episode of fucking RuPaul's Drag Race or we're breaking up. (laughs) And you know what? And this is a common thing. Straight men fucking love Drag Race because it's a good show. And you can participate as a sort of judge, you know, and act like you know what's going on. Even if you don't, you know, act like you know what's best, the taste level and this and that, give critiques. It's a fun, interactive thing to to be a Drag Race fan. And I literally turned him into, into a Drag Race fan. I took him from like, you know, like I saw the potential and I don't actually think that you believe that. I think that you are trying to impress your other guy friends because men are also victims of the male gaze. I think you're trying to impress other people by being like, I'm not gay. When actually it's encouraged for you to be like, I'm not bothered by that. I embrace it. You know, like I don't, I don't, it's such a frustrating thing to have done all that work and made him a better man. And then you get so fed up because he is consistently and repeatedly failing you. You know, it's just, he's not measuring up. He's not meeting you where you are. And it's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I am unhappy. I am mothering you. And then you're resenting me because I'm mothering you because you can't fucking take care of yourself. You can't be the supportive partner that I need because I'm having to take care of you. There's no reciprocity here, you know? And like, so if I'm not getting the emotional care that I need, I'm not getting the physical care that I need. I'm not getting, you know, the sort of life partner support. We're done. I can't do it anymore. And men are always blindsided by that too. I thought we, no, shut. I fucking hate you, dude. I've hated you for months. I've been tolerating you. Oh my God. My ex, his dad died four months into our relationship. Just as I was about to break up with him. We dated for a year. Cause I was like, I, and so on top of mothering him, On top of being the caretaker in his life. This was in college, by the way. Like, I have my own fucking life going on too. I'm managing all of my affairs. And on top of that, now I'm what? I'm driving you food. I'm picking up food for you and dropping it off for you while you're studying. While I should also be studying. I'm doing your laundry. I'm editing your papers. I took him from a D student to a B plus student. You, we want to know why? It's not because he was smart. It was because I was taking his essays and rewording them. And I was like, I can't make it too smart because I was a fucking straight A student. I can't make it too smart because then they'll know he's cheating. I made him a B plus, B minus student. I said, his dumb ass isn't going to know some of these words I'm using. I can't make it too obvious. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, it's so infuriating. I was doing all that work for him because I cared about him. Also, not to get too vulnerable, but I lost my virginity to him. So I felt a sort of uh, entitled subservience to him because I thought that he would do it for me too. I thought that if I went out of my way to care for him and think about him and do things for him and tell him how special he was and all that, that he would do it back to me. He didn't ever. So it's like, I spent all that time and, and gave him a piece of myself forever that I can never get back. Just for me to be, I was so done by the end of it. I was like, I have lost myself in this process and I don't even like you. That's the craziest thing. I don't even like you. I'm doing all this shit. We have nothing in common. I fell victim to the frenzy, the fucking blood frenzy 
of male attention. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I was obsessed with the rush and adrenaline of male attention. This was my first serious relationship. And I was like, this is just how it is. This is what you do. My parents fight. You know, I guess I'm going to fight my boyfriend. I fucking hated my boyfriend. He was an idiot. He wasn't funny. He didn't get my sense of humor. He wasn't witty. He did not match me anywhere. Intellectually, looks, success, talent, intelligence, absolutely none of it. And I put up with it because at least it was attention from a guy. Oh, dude, if I could go back to 19, 20-year-old me and shake my shoulders, wake up, wake up, the Barbie movie's gonna come out, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna change your life. I would've, but you know what? You have to live through those experiences and know what that feels like to be like, I am giving my all to this person for zero reward. If any of y'all are currently going through that, fucking wake up, bitch. Wake up. Relationships are all about give and take and reciprocity. And if you do not feel safe and loved and cared for in your relationship, get the, f it is better to be alone because you can do that for yourself. You can take care of yourself and make yourself as safe as, as you can, you know, and, and put yourself first and not be bothered and like distracted by the needs of this other person who is quite literally an infant. Men act like they're fucking babies. Learned and weaponized incompetence. Oh, am I doing the dishes right? Get out of the way. I'm going to do it. Weaponized incompetence. <sighs> am I doing it right? No. Again, from the top. I don't know how to do it. Look up a fucking YouTube video, bitch. I'm going to kill you with a gun. It's so infuriating. And so I did all that work. I did all, I did all that grunt work teaching him to not be fucking homophobic and to have human empathy and to do all this and how to do laundry and bleach clothes just for me to be like, I can't do this anymore. And I broke up with him. And then the next girl who gets him is going to get a version of him that I never got. And that's what pisses me off. The next girl, and good luck to her, Jesus Christ, is going to get a version of this man that I only hoped for. A fraction of that man, you know? And uh, I put up with the worst of it. It's just so infuriating. I know so many women, and people in general, you know? It's not just a, a woman thing, but it is primarily kind of a women are so nurturing and caring. And it's the absolute baseline that we expect that back and we don't get it back? Why are we in that relationship? There is a loneliness epidemic in the United States right now. There is a loneliness epidemic. Men are staying single because women don't want to fucking deal with it. We would rather be alone. 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 That episode of SpongeBob. Alone. Why would I put myself through that for absolutely no emotional growth or, you know, bettering myself as a person? And it's hard also to come out of that and not be jaded. You know, to not be jaded by a failed relationship or all men are like this or, or make these. I know I'm bad about this. I make these gross generalizations. All men. This always happens. I'll never X. And my therapist is like, you should be more cognizant of the way that you speak in absolutes because life is not in absolutes. And I said, that's a good point. But it's hard not to feel that way when every single time I have engaged emotionally with a man in a way that 
I think is going to be productive, you know, is going to be, is going to end in us being in a relationship or him caring for me the way I care for him. I am wholeheartedly disappointed every time. And that's my lived experience thus far. And it's easy to look back on that and sort of romanticize it and only remember the good parts, but like it ended for a reason and you ended it for a reason and it's not happening for a reason. My thing is like, girl, he didn't pick you. You picked him. He didn't pick you. That's fine. You know, that's fine. I'm not going to be attractive to everyone because not everyone's attractive to me. You know, like I have a type. Other people are allowed to have a type. Like I'm allowed to be picky with what I want. Other people are too. And it took me a while to learn that because coming out of so many failed situationships and all this, it's like, well, what's wrong with me? It's because I'm plus size. It's because of my job. It's because I'm intimidating. It's because I'm loud. It's because I'm this. It's because I'm whatever. And then after a while, I started to realize, hey, maybe it's none of those things. Maybe it has everything to do with the man. And it does because I'm not going to dull my light. This is so fucking cringy, like millennial girl boss, but there's a truth to it of, you know, I am very proud of what I have built online and what I do and the audience I've amassed and who I am. I love who I am. And I, in what fucking universe would I ever dull what that is? My, my razor sharp wit and how I look, I look like my parents and I love that. I love my body. You know, my body heals me. My body keeps me alive. My body keeps me going. And if I have a couple extra pounds on me, girl, whatever. That's where I'm at right now. It has taken me so long to get there. Why would I ever, for the sake of a man, be like, it's because I'm fat. Shut the fuck up. Because if I have the ability to look at a man and be like, I don't care if he has a few extra pounds. You know, like, I don't care. I like it. I like a, a, it makes me feel small. Like I, whatever. I also do like a Jack Skellington twink though. So don't, don't, I don't have a single type. Okay. You should know this by now. The roster is all over the board. If I'm willing to see an ugly man for his potential, why the fuck can't a man do that for me? And there's not even anything to extrapolate. Baby, I'm all here. Baby, look at me. It's here. There's nothing to like, I hope one day she's this. Oh my God, there is a loneliness epidemic because men have had it too easy for too long and women are finally putting their foot down and being like, I can't fucking do this. And I won't. I would rather have my own space. I don't want to share a fucking living space with a dude. But I don't have to. Men are messy and they're gross. It's such a rite of passage for early 20-somethings to like go through these failed relationships, failed situationships, have your heart broken, think you're the worst, think you're the best, think you're okay. Like to go through all of those, it makes you a better person and it makes you a better partner, I think. I know close to exactly what I'm looking for, you know, and that doesn't have to be they don't have to look a certain way or be from a certain place or whatever. I know I make the joke all the time about like bisexual liberal cowboy because yeah, by the way, but also like it doesn't have to be that. I have so many different parts of me that, you know, a man could really bring to the forefront and highlight and, and, and make me shine the way I would make him shine. And it's so hard not to get discouraged, um, especially while you're choosing to be alone, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know why I got off on that. Oh, the ghost fan fiction. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so the ghost fan fiction was, he's so damaged. And this one I read was so heart-wrenching. 
Because in this fan fiction, Ghost is an alcoholic. He, like, drinks whiskey. Hot. And uh, he would come home late all the time. And there would be these little moments that were, like, they would really love each other and, like, cuddle her to sleep and do all this. And then he would, like, go missing for two days because he was off on a bender or he whatever. Or she would be like, I made us dinner because you told me you'd be home at 7. And it's, like, 11 p.m. And, like, I threw it out and I did this. And, like, they would sit there and argue and then he would storm out and whatever. And after what, she, like, gave him chance after chance after chance of, like, I know you can be better than this. I know you can be better than this. And he was like, you don't know shit. You don't know shit about me. And she was like, <laughs> And so at the end of this fan fiction, this, this screen slideshow, she packs up her bags and she waits for him to come home one night. And he's drunk and she's sitting in the living room and her shit's all packed, like ready to go. And she's just waiting for him. And it's that sort of reserved calm and cool of like, I have made my decision. I am at my wits fucking end. You have robbed me and drained me of all emotion or cares that I gave about the situation. I'm done. I'm not even like angry. I'm just, I just don't want to fucking see you. Just, just get out of my life. You know, it's that sort of, you've reached the stage beyond anger, beyond sadness, beyond denial of just apathy. I don't care. You've hurt me so many times. I don't actually give a shit what happens to you. I don't care where you are. I don't care who you get with. I just never want to see you again. So she's at that point in this fan fiction. And it was so well-written. I wish I could, I'll try to find it. I'll link it in the description. Um, And she was like, she was like just the cold dead stare. And he comes in and he's like, what's that like her luggage and she's like i'm leaving you she's like i can't fucking do this anymore you've disappointed me too many times i've given you too many chances and i can't do it and i love you but you know not enough to to keep subjecting myself to this so i wish you the best and he gets angry of course and he's like you're not fucking leaving let's talk about this in the morning you do this all the time like you're so dramatic you're this you're that and she's like when you're in a better state of mind, um, maybe we can talk, but I'll be by next week to pick up the rest of my things. And he's like, oh, stands in front of the door, you know, like blocks the door frame with his body. And she's like, move, move. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so she takes her stuff and she leaves and he sits on the couch and like kills the, the bottle of whiskey and then goes to sleep. Well, this fucking fan fiction. There's a part two, of course. I scrolled to like part six, the part two is uh, she goes in and gets her things and like fully moves out. And he's he brings her flowers and he's like, I'm sorry, you know, you're right. Da, 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 let's give this another go. And she's like, did you not fucking hear me? I did not stutter. I'm leaving. I wish you the best in your sobriety journey, but I am not sticking around to see if you win or lose at it. And he's like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And she's like, goodbye and so she leaves and i was like pussy 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 girl yes Yay! so she leaves and she's like crying in the car but she's like i can't fucking do this like i stand by my decision and it fast forwards like two weeks and ghost kind of like drinks himself into a spiral and then he's like i'm gonna clean up my life for her <laughs> I'll clean up my life for her and i'm like okay okay we're getting somewhere and then a month goes by 
there's no contact. And then two months, three months, they're, they're kind of talking in between of like, are you good? How have you been? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, how are you? Just like really awkward. And she lives somewhere else now. And so then he's like eight months sober and he tells her, he's like, I got my little coin. And she's like, let's meet for coffee. You know, like kind of a, kind of an exploratory, I want to see if he's fucking serious and like how his demeanor has changed. And so they, they have this date set and the date comes, ghost shows up, he's got flowers and she never shows up. And he's like, that fucking bitch stood me up. Is this another lesson? Is this another like, uh, I can't believe I fell for the like, oh, I just feel so shitty. I've done all this work. Like, da, da, da. And so he storms out and he goes home and he's like, send this message, whatever. He gets a call from Bryce, who was another Call of Duty character. It's not funny. What, what's about to happen? It's not funny. But he gets a call from Bryce, who's like, ghost. <laughs> ghost you gotta come quick it's not good and he's like oh shit is it your name and he's like yeah so he like grabs jacket he runs he like speeds there bitch she got in a car wreck and died <laughs> it's not funny but it's just like a fan fiction that i was literally sobbing my eyes <laughs> in my bed reading it girl she got in a car wreck and had died and here he was while she's literally bleeding out in her car because like a drunk driver hit her or something like that, which also was a deeper part of the story because ghosts used to drive drunk. It's a whole thing. She got hit by a drunk driver and was like bleeding out, jaws of life, all that. He shows up on the scene. She's dead on sight. Oh, bitch. The last thing he ever like thought about her as she was alive was this bitch. She set me up. I always knew she was. <gasps> she was on her way. And the only reason she died was because she was going to meet him. Oh, the guilt. Oh, the guilt. Oh, oh, oh. And so forever and ever, amen, he's going to have to live with that guilt. Yet another person who has left him, who has loved him, he fucked it up and has left him. And so the very final scene is he goes to visit her grave. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just ridiculous this is a call of duty character this is a video game character who kills people and is in the british military special ops he goes to her grave with flowers and is talking to her like yeah this happened today and i'm 10 months sober and this that and the other and I never deserved you. Okay. Happy birthday, babe. Like that sort of shit, like talking to her at her grave. And then he like leaves. And uh, it's actually really fucking depressing because his whole, like the consensus, like from the character's point of view is like, I should have died with you. Like I should have been the one to fucking die. Like I'm a no one. I'm miserable. I'm this, that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Fuck me reading this. I was like, this is intense. But of course I finished all six parts, 120 slides. I sat there. My poor thumb was like, like a water bottle cracking my wrist bone. I read it. So it was such a good, it was a well-written story, but it was so sad. It was so sad. And it's got that emo TikTok, like, you know, 
dramatic, sad background music. And then the very last one when uh, he's visiting her grave was, when will it end? How do you charm it? I was crying. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> there are some novelists on TikTok, bitch. Some novelists. <gasps> do you know what I mean? I need a ghost bobblehead. If anyone wants to send me a ghost bobblehead, actually don't. I can buy one. I'm going to Amazon Prime one tonight. I'm going to Amazon Prime a, go <gasps> a ghost and Koenig one. Oh my God. It's time we start expanding the set design. We've got Mando, Kylo Ren. Who else do we need? Um, It's only masked men that we're doing. We're doing Koenig. We're doing ghost. I'm literally going to order my mini, mini Funko Pops tonight. Is this who I've become? Is this who we are? Oh my God. Is this who we are? Is this what we represent? <laughs> Telling somebody to kiss it, lick it, suck it, stick it. That's me as fuck. Telling to kiss it, lick it, suck it. That's me. Oh my God. Is this what we represent? <laughs> Is this what I'm choosing to do on God's internet? on Elon Musk's internet, bitch. <sighs> Kiss and lick and suck and gag and choke on it is really what she should have included at the end of that. Oh my God. It's true though. This is what I represent. The horny and depraved and disgusting women out there. Guys, this is our community. Rise up. Depraved, horny, disgusting, gross, uh, disturbed, <laughs> ill. Touch starved. <laughs> anyway, me and my cosplayer boyfriend are <laughs> in love. We're in love and uh, the wedding is going to be um, skeleton themed. It's going to be British flags everywhere. And we're both actually going to be in ghost cosplay. And also, I don't want to see his face. I've never seen his face. I don't want to. Keep that shit to yourself. That shit is gross. Keep it to yourself. Okay? Face reveal? I don't want a face reveal. I am nervous if he's ugly though. But I don't want a face reveal because right now he's so cute. <laughs> okay. I think that'll do it for me for this episode, team. Um, I don't know where that rant came from. It felt kind of good, though. That like that felt really, really good. So may do that again. Loving you. Please go watch Royal Court with Cody Co. It is my uh, it, it's the funniest one we've done so far. And thank you, Cody, for coming on the show. Um also, guys, I have uh, so many mumus, right? I'm rocking mumus occasionally. Would you guys want to buy one from me? Just a tentative general question. If I made a mumu line, who's dropping USD? Who is throwing USD at a mumu? Just food for thought. Rate the podcast five stars so I can continue doing this. Please stop what you're doing right now and rate it five stars if you want me to see another day, okay? If you want another episode, you better go rate it five stars. Hands off the wheel though. So actually make sure to do it while you're driving and only looking at your phone and also going 80 miles an hour. Um, What else? New YouTube videos every week. And we filmed two episodes of Royal Court yesterday and you guys are going to gag at the next guest. The next two guests are, are really crazy. And the, the next four guests are actually really crazy. We've confirmed them. Y'all are going to die. I love my job. I love you guys. And this is really fun. And uh, I also want to be sappy as fuck for a second. Yeah. I'm going to be sappy for a second. None of what I do 
would actually be as successful as it is or possible or polished, if you would even call it polished, um, without Stanley. Stanley is the core of kind of what we're doing here. And it's it's such a... It kind of makes me emotional to think about it because I love him so much. He's my best friend. And he... Like, it started... I was such a fan of his. Like, that's really what this started as in 2019. Like, we were both on TikTok so early. And I just... From the beginning, he's always known, you know, what's good? Like, what is good? <laughs> what's good? He just kind of gets what's good. And I really rely on him for so much of, of what y'all see is... It is 50-50, him and I collaborating and coming up with ideas. And he's as much a part of the Broski brand as I am, you know. Um, and I'm just, I'm so appreciative and thankful for him and, and what he does for the channel. So send him a message today. Tell him you're thankful for him. Actually, don't. Don't harass him. But send good vibes, metaphysically speaking. And I just wanted to uh, kind of point that out, that he's he's my creative director on top of being, you know, my editor and my sort of right-hand man, and none of this would be possible without him. So I heart Stanley moment. He's really the best. And I will see you guys next week. Okay? Next week, Lord fucking knows what I'll be talking about then. I am not my Funko Pops. Okay. Love you guys. Be good. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay.